welcome to the 12th Man Rising podcast with Kevin Daggett and Lee Val and produced by the great Rob Still of Coil Entertainment. I'm Lee. Kevin, how are you? I could be better. I could be, we could be playing football this weekend, but uh, I'm doing okay. Yeah. Seattle lost, of course, to the Cowboys on Saturday wild card game. Just got outplayed, really. Um, you know, the, the Seattle made some mistakes uh, with penalties. Play calling was, was atrocious. And we're not going to spend the whole show on this uh, sadness of losing to the Cowboys. But what are two or three takeaways from the game for you? Um, why run the ball up the middle every time when it doesn't work? And um, why let that uh, running back, what's his name, um, Elliot? Yeah, that guy. Why let him just run down your throat? I, I just just ridiculous uh, the alternative yeah I, I mean the frustrating thing is it wasn't even it was when they ran the ball to me instead of how much they were running the ball because they started seven of their 13 drives with uh, runs two straight runs so you've already put your offense in a position of having long because the boys even though they just have four linemen they're still stacking those linebackers up and have a the secondary kind of they're they're basically your receiver to beat them because they're playing closer to the line what everybody knows is the are gonna run the ball. It's just the frustrating thing was never adjusted to what the Cowboys were doing and I know as we talked about before the show, uh John Clayton uh, on Monday thought, you know, if you're talking about Brian Schottenheimer being a big cause for the Seahawks loss, that you're simply wrong. And uh, John Clayton knows a lot more about football than I ever would. I think in this case, he's wrong. Because what happened was when you run the ball, obvious that you're going to run the ball on first and second down because they didn't play action that much. They hardly did any this year. When you run the ball on first and second down and the other team is stop, the whole game is stopping you first and second down and you never adjust, never pick up first downs and you keep your defense on the field too long. Then you're going to have plays like where Dak Prescott ran up the middle on third and 14 and basically closed out the game. You have to be able to, as an NFL offensive coordinator or, heck, a junior high offensive coordinator, you have to be able to adjust to what the other team's doing. And Brian Schottenheimer, uh, for for all the good he did, and he did some good things this season, adjust to what the Cowboys were doing. And they didn't adjust until the end. And, oh, what? Guess what? Tyler Lockett is the fastest guy on the field. Let's try to him the ball. Oh, it works. And, oh, Doug Baldwin can catch just about anything in his way. Let's throw it to him. It, why didn't they do that in the second quarter or third quarter instead of waiting until the end? It just the play calling was atrocious. And that was the reason they lost. And then, of course, there were a couple of pass interference calls as there seemed to be on third downs. And not first or second downs, but third downs. That happens a lot to the Seattle team, uh, season. Justin Coleman's pass interference. I, I don't know what you thought about that. KJ Wright, he did have KJ Wright did have his arm around the guy. I mean, that's a that call, but Justin Coleman was kind of a crock call, right? Yeah, you know, and, and another thing too is we do still have Russell Wilson as our quarterback, and wait, who's that? He is is that the yeah, backup Brett Hundley? Right? Yeah, exactly, and and he's. He's got some some pretty good weapons in his in his own back pocket, and I, I, I mean when he he ran those uh, you know those read option plays, well he scored a touchdown on one, 
and you know, it's just like, what, what do you, what do we do? John Clayton may be the only one I've heard of that said it's not Schottenheimer's fault. Yeah, we got him into the playoffs. Okay, that's fine, but you can't, like you said, you have to adjust, and you you can't just keep panning it up the middle. And oh man, it's just ridiculous, you know. And once again, and I, I, I'm really disappointed with Danikow's um, performance this year because I had really high hopes for him. And you know, when he first signed up, I'm, he's a lefty. I'm a lefty. I kicked, and <laughs> you know, I was real. I, I always liked that guy when he got drafted out of college, and and. Uh, he was a, he really disappointed me this year and and once again you know if he would have made a field goal we would have won the game in, in theory or at least we won three more points but um, you know and, and at the beginning of the year I was real negative I didn't think we were going to win four we'd be lucky to win four games and um, you know we got ten and six in the regular season and I was wrong thank goodness and um, but you know I, I would. I would have hoped that we could have done a lot more in the playoffs, but um, you know, I guess we made it to the playoffs, and uh, we do have a pretty solid team going into next year. I do believe. I think there's a lot of um, uh, you know free agents up for up uh, sign, and and some of those we got to let go. But um, you know, so far we're looking pretty good for next year. I think. Yeah, and, and we're going to talk about free agents too in, in just a second. But I think you're right. The sad part was the Janikowski. I mean, yeah, he, he seemed to get a little worse as the season went on. He, he had some game-winning field goals, and it was so better to have him than Peter Walsh um, than than they had last season. Then when he went out, they just and it's the you know it's how the NFL is. You're only going to have one kicker, but they clearly had no faith that Michael Dixon could kick a field goal. And and they shouldn't because that's not what he does. But if it had come down to a field goal, they, I don't, they wouldn't have done. It. They had to go for two at the end. That didn't really help them. Um, I mean, they kick a field goal, but which they were never going to try, and that could have won them the game if they'd got an onside kick. And then the onside kick didn't work. Again, Michael Dixon is not a person who kicks the ball off. He has to try to drop kick the onside kick, which is like impossible to do. And 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 as it turned out, it was like, oh, that's probably the worst. Kick ever because it just went on field and it was caught and that was it. There was no drama to it. But uh, yeah, I mean, I, I agree. Janikowski is should be a one year rental. I think physically, not because he was bad this season overall, but just physically his body was breaking down at the end. I mean, pulled yeah. a hamstring, a thigh, and just couldn't kick. Um, you know, uh, loss is a loss. The Cowboys probably aren't going to win the Super Bowl. I, I growing up, my dad always said. Oh, if the team beats you in the playoffs, you want them to win the, go on and win the Super Bowl because, or whatever, whatever championship it was. Because if you lost to them, then maybe if you had beat them, you could have done the same thing. But the Cowboys are not going to win the Super Bowl. They're just, uh, you know, they're really like the Seahawks were. So I had an article last week on 12th Man Rising about the MVPs of the Seahawks um, offense, defense, and uh, special teams for 2018 in the regular season. I didn't have Russell Wilson as the MVP of the offense because that's just too obvious. Oh, the quarterback. Oh, I was surprised. That make, takes no imagination. So my MVP of uh, the offense was not Chris Carson either. It was Tyler Lockett because of all the big plays that he had this year and changed the impact. He could have almost done it against the Cowboys, just changing the game. So many big plays. Uh, defensively, I didn't have Bobby Wagner, even though, again, he probably was the best player for Seattle, but I had Jaron Reed because of what he was. He allowed Frank Clark to be Frank Clark. He allowed 
Bobby Wagner be Bobby Wagner, and Jaron Musa was a, a freaking beast this year. And special teams had Michael Dixon, which was a no-brainer. If you had MVPs, who would they be for you? Yeah, those are all good. I'd probably, I'd probably go with the obvious person, uh, you know, either Wagner or Clark, and then obviously Dixon. Um, but yeah, you could. There's, there's a lot of a lot of people who contributed to that team this year, and um, you know, it's that that young defense. Boy, they they really stepped up. I'm I'm really impressed with all those guys. You know, some, some of them made some mistakes, but hey, they're young and. and but you know when uh, um, that other guy, their safety that's not going to be with us next year went down, um, <laughs> you really never, you haven't really heard his name mentioned. You know, none of this. You, I haven't heard. Well, if if Earl Thomas was playing, it's like no, <laughs> Earl. It doesn't matter. Earl Thomas was out. The team said Earl Thomas is out. We're going to step up and we're going to do it. And so, um, you know, very very impressed by by that defense this year. You know, even if Thomas had been healthy, I don't think he changes the season that much, if no. at all, to be honest. No, um, no be- and because they did a good job. I mean, there wasn't really anything you could say that's, ah, oh, if Thomas was in there, that wouldn't mm-hmm. happen. Eh, I don't think so. <laughs> yeah, Delano Hill played well. Andrew Thompson, I, uh, that'll be an interesting thing to see what happens with that because Lee McDowell, who, who you could make a case for for a defensive MVP. Yeah. Um, he'll be he'll be back next year um, for the next couple of years, and somebody to play beside him. It's truly not Earl Thomas. You know, he's a free agent. Seahawks could resign him. There's no way that's going to happen. Um, nope. And and they shouldn't they shouldn't spend that money um, because Tedrick Thompson and Delano Hill proved this season that maybe they're not as good as Earl Thomas. I'm not saying they are, but they play the position well enough for the defense to be efficient. They don't have Earl Thomas. They didn't for most of the season, and you know whatever whatever. Um, have any favorite moments from this season? I, I think if I if I had favorite moments, it's, it's so many catches for Lockett. That was that was nice. I mean, the, the, Earl Thomas interception against the Cowboys and him going that that was a nice moment. Um, it was so many things that happened. Uh, sorry, and this is way off track, but I wanted to get back to you people who, who John Clayton maybe who said that you know Brian Schottenheimer shouldn't be to blame happened earlier this season when they had to have that road game against Carolina and Carolina is totally shutting down the run. They adjusted and Russell Wilson yep. basically took over that game. They won the game by throwing the ball. They should have done the same thing against the Cowboys, but I'm finished with that. I promise. Um, but you have any fr- favorite moments from this season? Yeah, I, I was, it was just such a, such a good season for something that I, I, and I didn't, I didn't expect much. I don't know that I have any real favorite ones. I'd like the, the throws down, the long throws down the field, the locket and Baldwin. I, I because of the way Wilson, Wilson. I don't know that there's any other quarterback in the NFL that throws that ball. But when he when he steps back and you know he's going to launch it, just that lob. You're and my for me, it's like I just know it's going to get caught. It doesn't all the time, but it's like, oh, here we go. You know, he's <laughs> he's letting it go. So th- those are. I love those plays to because they're Lockett and Baldwin are so damn fast. Even you know, and I'm pretty sure Baldwin wasn't even 100 percent, probably maybe 85 or 90 percent all season. But uh, he's still faster than the average cat out there. But that is probably just the you know. And then Chris Carson really stepped up too. I, I was really impressed with him. He stayed healthy, you know, and that's that's a, been a, one of the issues with the Seahawks at running back these last few years is. 
you get a good running back and then he gets hurt and then what do you do but Carson stayed healthy all season and and um you know Penny Penny had a rough beginning to the to the year but he he showed up in the end and um you know Davis did a good job too but just overall overall I think that the team played well better than I really expected yeah, actually, three of my favorite plays might be in that Chiefs drive that really won the game, which is when they lock it or lock it. Wilson threw that really long pass to lock it and threw it 100,000 feet in the air. And then the next play, Baldwin catches it one hand or, you know, one handed, not scores a touchdown. And the next person basically runs over to Chiefs and scores a touchdown. I think that was the, that's what the Seahawks offense, that was the best they were. That was an encapsulation of, of how good they could be this year and unfortunately weren't against the Cowboys. Um, any big, besides the Cowboys game, any big disappointments, any players that really kind of disappointed you? I guess obvious one to me is, is Earl Thomas, obviously. Uh, I was disappointed in, in that Will Disley got hurt early because I think he could have been a big factor um, this season. And, of course, the NFL spending Michael Kendricks for, for a non-violent time for like half the season, and then he comes back and, I mean... A beast that guy is broken playing on a broken for 40 snaps but i think those are three big disappointments to me what about you yeah that kendrick's i, I would love to see that guy uh, he i hope they i hope they sign that guy because I, I think he could be a huge factor and um they might have to let one of the other uh Sorry about that, but one of, the, <laughs> one of these other yeah cam kendrick's heard me um and then uh um, you know, a fatty at the beginning of the season with all those penalties and whatnot, but he's, you know, he seemed to get it together there towards the end, but, uh, just, you know, the offensive holdings and offensive, the false starts and, oh, that stuff just wears me out when they do that. Um, but, and I know that, you know, I know the referees for some reason look a little closer at the Seahawks. At least I think they do, um, for some of those offensive holding calls and things, but, um, you know, probably at the beginning, but he uh, you know, he came he came back and did did well at the end. Yeah, overall, he had a, a good season, except for the one game where they played him, moved him to guard for no reason to me. <laughs> kind of weird. Um, but uh, draft needs, uh, you know, obviously the big one is, is defensive end. Any other really big needs as far as getting? They don't have a lot of high draft choices. They're actually going to, I think twenty twenty first is what they're drafting. Um, in the in this year's draft in 2019, then they don't really they, have a whole they, lot of high draft. They're picks. not going to draft there. They'll they'll trade that for <laughs> yeah. six round picks. But I'd I'd say probably you know an edge rusher for sure. But um, I probably a and there's a few of them out there. You know, and and now a uh, uh, a good solid another good solid safety. Yeah, yeah, I think that. I mean, because I don't think necessarily the answer is Thompson or Hill, and you could improve over those guys. Um, I think they're good enough to play if they don't. But, but it would be. I mean, you know, you see what uh, James has done with the Chargers, and it's like, ah, you know, they could have almost had that guy. What a beast he would have been in that. System. Yeah, the job. The job's open. I guess is what I would say. You know, there's, there's a. Uh... Nobody's got that position locked up at this point. <laughs> yeah, that's true. Um, so uh, as far as free agents, of course, yeah, has several unrestricted free agents. Here's a here's a, so we'll just say yes or no. We'll do this on on the whether you would 
take the time to even think about re-signing them. Uh, DJ Fluker, that's a yes to me. Yeah, that's okay. a yes. Jr. Sweezy. Uh, I like Jr. Yeah, he's better than Posick, who, who shouldn't be playing. Unfortunately, I thought he was going to be good this season, but he was terrible when he played. Um, uh, Mike Davis, it's not even a question mark because he's if he gets any money, he's going to go somewhere else, and he should. He he's he's a good back, and if he gets more carries, it'll be. Uh, think if he if he had played in Baltimore, he'd be excellent. Yep. Um, Brett Hundley, I mean. I, I guess it depends on how much they pay him. He fits the system. That's about, that's about the money. <laughs> um, little known guy named Frank Clark. I don't know if he he's him, but he's an unrestricted free agent. Yeah, he, he should probably already be under contract. Just saying. <laughs> probably, yeah. Yeah, oh, God, could you imagine him leaving? Oh, that would be horrible. Oh. Um, D, Dion Jordan. No to me because he gets hurt no. too much. Yeah, no. Uh, Shamar Stefan, who actually was okay, uh, but it depends. To me, it depends on how much money he wants. I think. Yeah. Uh, here's but. the interest. So they have KJ Wright and Michael Kendricks. You're not going to resign both those guys. Which one would you resign? Uh, I love you, KJ, but you've been getting hurt lately, and. I think Kendricks can do just as well of a job, if not better. So I, I would um, uh, appreciate your your um, <laughs> time with the team, but um, Michael Kendricks. Yeah, Kendricks did something that Wright can't do. It doesn't consistently do when he was in the games, and that was supply pressure on the quarterback, which you don't normally see from you know anybody other than a blitzing Bobby Wagner. Um, Kendrick's probably didn't cover uh, receivers as well as Wright, but uh, you know he's a tackling machine. He's also a year younger than Wright, so uh, to me, it, again, it, KJ Wright is such a good person. I hate to say anything about it, but if you're gonna, to me, I guess it comes down to the money. Kendrick's probably gonna want less money than Wright does. So if you're paying Kendrick's less money to do basically the same thing, that it's seems a, like a no-brainer. It's, exactly, it's one of those things. You, it. You hate to say it, but that's what it is. Uh, two safeties, Earl Thomas and Maurice Alexander. Both of those guys are no, just simply for the money that Thomas wants. And uh, Alexander, okay, whatever. <laughs> bye bye. Um, Justin Coleman and Nico Thorpe. Nico, Nico Thorpe, I think, will be a Seahawk until he's 57 years old, um, for whatever reason. Um, he's a good special teams guy, but Justin Coleman is—is is he a, like a must resign for the slot? I'd sign him for sure. Yeah, his agent, who I talked to uh, earlier in the season or prior to the season, uh, said he was taking a chance that Coleman was going to have a, another good year like he did last year, and that's why instead of taking a smaller amount for a multi-year deal, they took a bigger amount for a one-year deal, and that I think it's paid off. I think Dallas needs to resign Justin Coleman. Yeah, I think they do too. He's been. He was solid. Yeah, and uh, your favorite kicker is Sebastian Janikowski. AMF, dude. Sorry, <laughs> but uh, yeah, had to get to see you go. But um, audio. <laughs> it's almost. I, I mean, I don't want them. I don't want to say they should move up in the draft to draft a kicker like did a punter because I'm not sure there's a Michael Dixon type kicker out there. 
But that may be something they definitely need to address in if in a later draft pick to get a kicker. Yeah, I, I he's young. Yeah, I mentioned that to my buddies. Is we need to, uh, we if there's a good kicker out there, we probably need to draft one because I mean we got a punter forever and and uh, well as long as we can afford him, and then we need to get a good kicker. And you know the uh, um, you know looking back, maybe we should have kept Hauschka, but. Um, <laughs> You know what happened with that other dude? That, was it the Myers or that? Oh what, yeah, I think. Oh, maybe. Um, yeah, I, I mean, they've. It's funny because you never know with kickers in the NFL, right? I mean, they they might look like a who's the guy Aurora or whatever it was Tampa Bay drafted in the first round. I think oh. that sounds ridiculous. And now he's like can't find a job and then you've got these other guys who don't even get drafted of course who become great kickers it's just one of those strange things so because you never really know what you're going to get maybe they just have to find the right kicking coach to help them uh, lots yeah, of definitely, definitely a need for the seahawks though they've got to yes. get a good solid kicker and not a one-year rental again um oh. something else um, so lots of cap space coming up, but you know a lot of that cap space could also go to player resigning players like Clark, who's going to make a ton of money no matter where he ends up. Hopefully in Seattle. Um, you know, Fluker is going to want more than he had this year, and I think he's earned it. Um, Sweezy, but if if should Seattle spend a bunch of money on a free agent or two, or they should they just re kind of focus re-signing these players and then maybe roll some cap space over to next year because you have other players coming up like Russell Wilson, for instance. Uh, yeah, what would you do with Russell space? Wilson a lot? I don't know. I mean, I don't, if there's a good free agent out there, I guess, it, you know, like we've said a hundred times already, it depends on the money, but I mean, there's, I don't know, I guess, you know, good free agent safety, but if, uh, you know, if you're not going to pay Earl Thomas, which Earl Thomas probably doesn't, he's he's not even going to give him the opportunity to re-sign him, I'm sure. But um, I don't know. I guess it just depends on who's out there. But really, at this point, so that's that's our show, our last show, at least of the 2018 season. I mean, we'll be back and, and talking Seahawks football, but it'll be more about looking forward to 2019. So. Um, Kevin, any final words? And then, of course, you have the last two words. Well, like I said, I, I uh, had low expectations and was extremely frustrated at the beginning of the season, the way it started out. But it ended up, uh, you know, being a being a pretty good season, making the playoffs, and uh, um, you know, the the ending was a little rough, losing to the uh, 49ers and barely beating the Cardinals. <laughs> but uh, they did make it, and. You know, made that playoff game close, but all all a pretty good year to afford to next season. So, go Hawks! <laughs>